What makes a great solar business? How can you learn from the past and prepare for the future so your solar business thrives? We set out to answer these questions and more. My name is Nigel Morris and I'm the Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. Welcome to Great Solar Business, proudly brought to you by Solar Juice. Well, hello, solar friends, and welcome back to another episode of Great Solar Business. This week, I want to talk about safety in solar. Here's the deal. As much as we might love what we do and revel in saving the planet, we all work to make a living and all go home to our families at the end of the day, or at least most of us do. Some don't. Just a few years ago, 19-year-old Jaden Heiter fell through a skyline in the Hunter Valley and was killed instantly while installing a solar system. He had a harness on, but his rope was too long. It wasn't attached properly, and an untrained, unsupervised apprentice set the system up. Jaden shouldn't have died for installing solar. No one should die or be hurt from installing solar. That's the whole point of safety regulations and equipment. Not to make your life a hell of administrative burden, but to bring you home safely to your loved ones. This is real, folks. So, to talk about rooftop safety and some of the ways that you can keep yourself safe, I invited Eric Zimmerman, who's an investor in safety company, SiteTech Solutions, to join us today to talk about the issues. Eric, welcome to Solar Bus Great Solar Business. Thanks, Nigel. Good to be back with you again. It is. It is. You are. Uh, you are actually our inaugural uh, return guest. It is a very special privilege. I have, you're the first person that I've had back for a second bite at the cherry. So thank you so much for coming back, uh, listeners. For those of you who don't know, Eric uh, joined us on GSB just over a year ago, actually, to discuss how to flip your solar business. So there's a great intro into his fascinating history and his amazing achievements in the solar industry in that episode that you can check out. But Eric, let's focus on the topic today. Why and how did you invest in SiteTech Solutions and how did they end up, how did they end up in the solar rooftop safety business? Well, firstly, I feel very privileged, Nigel, to be back a uh, second time talking to you, and um, that's great. Uh, uh, so the, the story behind SiteTech, I, I made an initial investment in the business in 2015 when I was still in the solar industry, uh, mm -hmm. mainly because a very, very good friend of mine was, um, was, was in the business, and, um, and he, he came to me looking for some advice on, on investments. And so I, we ended up buying 51% um, of the company uh, at the time. And at, at that stage, SciTech was very much in the uh, rental, hire of equipment, you know, temporary fences and portable toilets, which we still do today. But um, we've obviously moved into the um, safety side. And the, and the story behind getting into the safety was when Energy Australia bought the Echo Group back in 2019, one of the things they asked us to do was look into fall protection. Uh, Safety is obviously a pretty big concern uh, for EA. And so I said, well, who do you recommend? You know, and they said, oh, there's this company in New Zealand. And they'd actually spent six months looking into the technology themselves. And so I met the uh, the owners of that company, Edge Protection New Zealand, and um, very quickly realised it was a terrific product, patented. And uh, so we signed up the Australian distribution rights for four years uh and um and since then it's been going from strength to strength we've now got over 500 companies in australia using the gear um 
and it's just it is an incredibly important, incredible, incredibly critical, you know, part of installing solar is to do it in a, in a way that's safe, right? It it sure is, and and and, and that's a great intro, intro actually, because for those of you who haven't yet listened to the previous conversation that Eric and I had. One of his businesses was acquired by Energy Energy Australia, uh, and 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 what straight off the bat, there's a great lesson here for listeners because what you got out of that uh, opportunity was not only managing to sell your business, which you'd built up, and 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 sell it to a great partner, but that actually ended up turning into a new opportunity for you uh, that spun off into a whole new. Uh, side of of the solar industry, which is which is all around rooftop solar, but it that's a that's such a great lesson about how these opportunities can pop up, and particularly the types of things that business buyers might look for. Um, uh, things like you know how you're managing safety. So yeah, great great intro, like it, got it. Okay, so before we talk about some of the solutions that you've got, um, I, I tried to get a sense of how often these kinds of terrible tragedies happened and I, was, I must admit i was a bit horrified by what i found just a quick google this afternoon and i found multiple examples of deaths in the solar industry and we're just talking australia there's a whole heap of stats on the us and other places but you know multiple examples of people who have tragically tragically died installing solar uh lots of serious injuries from falls of course um solar workers crushed the list goes on um, in addition, what I also discovered, I found a great little report from WorkSafe that said, you know, something around 120,000 people each year put in claims for serious injury. So now we're beyond death. Uh, just just the injuries that occur every year is about 120,000 claims every year. And they're the serious ones. Undoubtedly, there's a whole lot of less serious ones that perhaps don't get reported. And falls from rooftops are one of the top categories. So Eric, what can you tell us about death? Well, hopefully not too much, but you know, what can you tell us about safety? Let's flip it positive. How do we keep people safe in the solar industry? And, and what have you learned about this? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, I've come across it because we, we, we get people that obviously approach us, you know, and some of them have had direct experience very sadly. And so there have been, you know, 122 deaths in the past five years from 2015 to 2019. Uh, it's actually in construction. The number one cause of death is falling from heights. And, you know, so the Working in Heights Association, you know, presented some data a few months back where 15% uh, were falling from a roof and 16% were falling from a ladder. So 30, 31% of those fatalities are, are essentially falling from heights. So it's a really, really big problem. And, it, and it's not just, you know, I mean, yes, 66% of the deaths are people 45 and older, but actually... Um, if you actually look at the most impacted group for injuries, it's 20 to 29-year-olds. It's the younger group. It's, so yeah. 39% of those injuries are falling from a ladder. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a really big problem. And, and what happens in, for those people, I'm sure, listening that have got a business, it's, you know, you, you, you have a work cover. Uh, if you start putting claims in on work cover, which obviously you should do, but then your premium goes up, right? So it's a serious risk to the financial health of a company if you start having claims uh, along these lines. And as you said, it's it's very, very common um, for this. And, and the thing that I think is worth remembering is the size of solar panels is getting bigger and bigger 
and bigger yeah. as they get yeah. higher in wattage. So, you know, once upon a time when I got started back in 2007, you know, the first solar panels I sold were 145 watts. You know, they weren't very big. Nowadays, you know, four or 500 watt panels that are just way too big and way too heavy to be lifting up a ladder, especially when you get a bit of wind, right? And so... Yep. Um, nowadays, you need to be really conscious of how you're getting this stuff up onto the roof in a way that's safe for people, and that's why we got involved with it. That you know, that that's at the end of the day, it's you know, we all want to have a world with every roof that has solar panels on it. Everyone wants that, right? Uh, and yeah. we're going to go down that path, but there is a way to do it safely, and that and the technology's improved to the point where it actually shouldn't be an impediment to working efficiently on a roof. I mean, having a harness on a roof. Um, it, you know, it also has its problems, right, as a trip hazard. And so yeah, if you yeah. actually have, um, you know, fall protection, edge protection, you know, you can then walk freely around those roofs. Um, and now that nowadays the gear is pretty quick to install. Yeah, yeah, and we'll come to some of the some of the stuff that you've come across and uh, and are uh, getting out into the market in Australia in a, in a minute. And I have to say, when I when I was googling, a very common thing that I came up against was well, two things that relating to the comments that you made. One was a number of cases of people climbing ladders with solar panels over their shoulder and falling from the ladder. Only you know, two, three metres, but that is enough to do serious, serious damage to someone. And that just kept coming up over and over again. And the second point that you raise about not only the, the insurance premiums, but the fines, goodness gracious, mm. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, enough to enough to send your, your business into bankruptcy, let alone the guilt that you'll spend for the rest of your life feeling if you've caused the death or serious injury of someone. So this is something you're going to take really, really seriously. Yeah, and Nigel, before we just interrupt for a second, yeah. mate, don't forget there's also the manslaughter legislation as a director of a company now too. So, you That's know, it, right. it gets pretty serious if someone dies on site, where nowadays, you know, you, you could, I'm not saying you would, but you could you could be up for manslaughter charges. So it really is incumbent on, on anyone who's in the business to be make, taking every precaution That's um, absolutely to, to keep right. workers safe. That's absolutely right. You know, we, we, we've, got a, we've all got a job to do. We want to save the world. We want to put lots of solar panels on. We, we all want to, you know, make enough money to get a yacht and, and sail off into the Bahamas. But um, we've, got to get, we've got to get through it safely. We've got to get our crew through it safely. And, and, and it's not worth, there's, there's nothing that makes it worth hurting someone or, or, or worse still, um, uh, a fatality. So let's take it seriously. Before we, and again, before we just jump in, I also know, regulations are part of this uh, whole sphere. And I wanted to just touch on that. Um, you know, we saw some, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm a fan of what Solar Victoria have done. They really were, you know, rampant in terms of, you know, pushing forward uh, the requirements for edge protection and doing site um audits uh, at a rate that we've never seen before anywhere in our industry um so you know and 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 you know at the other end of the spectrum uh i actually uh you know i love a cold call uh i love uh mystery shopping and so i recently mystery shopped a solar company and said look uh, tell me what it would cost to to get solar on my house and went through the process and i said okay look i, I live on a very steep block and uh, my house is up on, you know, raised up on, uh, on, on, on old sandstone blocks. It's, it's about eight meters to the, to the roof. 
Uh, I had some guttering work done recently and, and they came and put a big scaffold up. I assume you're going to do the same. And the solar company that I was talking to said, no, 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 no. Uh, we're exempt from the need to use any rooftop safety systems. Uh, and I said, oh, are you? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, because, you know, my, I was explicit. I said, my roof is more than eight metres high. And, and if you fall off it, you're going to land on rough sandstone. It, it, it is really a very, very dangerous roof to work on. It's a steep old tile roof. Um, you know, are you sure you don't need to do something? And he said, no, no, no. All my workers are specially trained and don't need any barriers or harnesses. Uh, mm. Suffice to say, I reported that company uh, to a number of different regulators, and I'm chasing them down for you know putting their workers at risk uh, in the name of cheap solar. So you know, do we do we need more regulation? What are you seeing out there in your part of the world? Are they tough enough? You know, our industry is very heavily regulated, and I hate the thought of more regulation for for all the solar companies out there. But you know, what what's your view on the regulation around this? Well, it's, it's a bit haphazard is the answer. I mean, you, you, we have got regulations, and I'll get into that in a minute, but the enforcement differs enormously by state. So Victoria and New South Wales um, have much stronger um, discipline of reinforcement. And, you know, you, you scan your code and they can actually turn up at any point. And we have had people <laughs> literally ring us and say, I need to buy your gear because my worksite's just been shut down by WorkSafe. You know, that, that has happened <laughs> on go. multiple occasions. Uh, wow. So, um, you know, that's happening. But in, in certain states, it's it's less common. Uh, the, the regs are pretty clear, though, Nigel. It's not eight metres. It's actually over two metres where things kick in, right? And you yep. need there's a thing called a hierarchy of control. And you need to yes. prove why you can't go to the best possible level. So, you know, it all starts with elimination of risk, which is very difficult when you're doing solar. But then you can do a thing. There's a next level up is substitution, which is what we're talking about here. We're essentially we're saying we are going to put some engineering in place to um, uh, stop people falling off roofs, right? That, that's engineering tested. And then you ha and, and then the next level would be would be harnesses, right? So you're isolating people from the hazard. But what happens when a WorkSafe inspector comes up is they'll typically ask you why you can't go to the next level of control. And if you can't prove that, then you're going to be either up for a very big conversation or the site will be shut down. And that's what people don't realise. So the person quoting your place yeah, that site would have been absolutely shut down, you know, in a heartbeat. And so there are there are regulations, and and you know, if beyond the fines, um, beyond the risk of you know someone actually causing harm, um, for me it, it goes way beyond that to actually being compliant. But also we've had you know one company in WA use it as a major advantage. They put it in all their quotes. They just won a safety award because they're not only doing you know fall protection, they're doing. The Skylight um, covers the Provis product we've got, and they they're kind of going out front foot, saying, you know, when you when you work with us, we're the, we're safe. You know, we've just won an award, and I think that would be what I'd be encouraging people to look at because the perception out there is right. It's a bit old school, but it's that this stuff takes ages to do, right? And it's going to cost yeah. me money, and that stops yes. me winning business. And you know, nowadays, what I would say is, particularly, you know, in the corporate sector for sure, they're going to be looking at um, is it a safe work environment have you done your safe work method statement before you turn up you know most companies that are, 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 are worth you know the, their their weight in this industry are actually out there auditing their own jobs right and making sure people yep. are working safely um yep. so there's compliance internally and there's compliance externally but nowadays you know some of the gear right you 
from our point of view, it's about one and a half meters uh, uh, minutes per meter to install this stuff. And the solar kits are typically wow. sort of 12 to 18 meters. It, it doesn't, once you get good at this, now I'm not suggesting that would be your very first install, but once you get sure. good at this stuff, it's actually pretty quick to put up and take down. Um, and, and so there, there's, we get about 30% of our calls into our business are, can I hire it? I just want to hire it. I want to turn up to site and, you know, it's, um, it's already there uh, and I'll yep. pay for that. But there's actually a pretty good business case to say I'll, I'll buy it and I'll put it up myself. Um, now, we're actually about to start hiring it as well as a trial. But so we're a bit agnostic on all that. But I think, you know, from, from my point of view, the world has moved on where there are solutions that are pretty easy to put in place. Uh, and they're definitely worth the business case because just for peace of mind, for the customer and for the business itself. I'm so glad to, uh, glad to hear you say that, actually, because uh, I um, one of the things I do is I look at a lot of quotes for friends and family and uh, associates and whatnot, and I, I probably look at four or five different solar quotes every week, and, and almost every time there's just nothing about safety. Um, and yet in some of these cases, I know that safety equipment is being included, and, I, and I, I've, I've said to a couple of companies that I've, I've looked at their quotes, and I said, why aren't you selling this as an advantage? I'm, I don't want, as a consumer, and I said this to the company that I called cold called, I said, I don't want someone falling off the roof and dying on my property. You know, yeah. that's the last thing I want. I just want I, want, I want to reduce my energy costs, but not at any price, mate. You need to convince me that you're going to do this safely and that you're going to keep your people safe. And I think there's a huge number of people out there who would be very impressed at that and happier to choose someone that is going to make sure that, you know, no one's going to fall, no one's going to injure themselves, you know, no dogs are going to be crushed, uh, you, you know, <laughs> all, all those good things. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes it just takes people to make that more obvious. And I think, uh, I think there's a great opportunity for that. So, yeah. okay, so we've got regulation, we, we've got inconsistent policing. I hear you there. And, and that's certainly what I hear around the industry. We can certainly agree that there are some big risks. So what can we do about it, firstly? And, you know, what are the practical methods that can be used? And I'm, I'm, I'm impressed to hear you talking about how long it takes to get your gear up because traditionally, and I'm going back a long, long time ago when I was doing solar installs, I know everyone kind of rolled their eyes and groaned and said, oh, cripes, it's going to take me longer to put the the barrier up and the safety gear up uh, than it is to, it's going to take me to install the solar and I hate using harnesses because they're a trip hazard and blah, 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 blah. You know, I've got a million excuses up the wazoo to avoid doing this. So, you know, what have you, what have you guys discovered and what have you guys got that makes it easier to do for everybody? Well, I mean, if we carve it into residential and commercial just for a second, so let's start with residential. So the harnesses have been the traditional model, and I guess if you've got you cut the kind of roof you were talking about, a boom lift was probably the safest way to do it if you're on a really steep roof. Um, but nowadays um, the, the challenge with harnesses is they are a trip hazard and they do take time to install as well, right, to get that set up. But also you've got to get up on the roof safely um, and... and you know, and 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 so you need a, essentially, from my point of view, you, you need a system that that um, stops you falling off the edge of a roof, really. And there's there's a couple of different options around that. The one we've chosen is is the e bracket. Um, the reason we like it is it doesn't 
need to be fixed onto the uh, the house or the eaves. It's a pressure-based system. So you don't actually need to penetrate or put screws into any of the, the actual house in most cases. Uh, right. And so, and it's got these oh, very it's like large... a like a clamp, is it? It just clamps yeah. onto the where the rafters pop out. Yeah, it, it can be in, so from the ground up. Essentially, you've got these verticals that are five point four meters apart, and that's the patented part because they're quite widely spread. Uh, okay. So it's actually assemble it from the ground, and then it, it is a pressure based oh. system that goes in typically under the eave. But there is a solution for just about every every roof there, and then it sits right. around essentially around the perimeter of where the solar system on the on the side of the roof where people are working. Um, yep. uh, others will, in, in the case of roof tiles, there are some systems that attach to the rafters. I'm not 100% sure they're engineering tested. So my advice to anyone buying any gear would be make sure this is a certified system because at the end of the day, if someone falls and they fall through the edge protection, then they're going to have to justify why they chose the system that they did, right? So make sure yeah. it's engineering certified. A lot of them aren't. And what was interesting, um, if I get to commercial buildings, which is a different system, you know, um, we've we've got a skylight mesh because that's one of the most common, you know, causes of death, oh. people falling through skylights. And so we actually so... came up with a purpose-built one and we tested um, quite a few configurations with engineers. And the one that we actually found is being used in the industry failed the testing that we did. Wow. Um, so we actually worked with um, with Sunlock, the mounting system provided it to provide a base that's really secure and had it fully engineering tested so that no matter what happens, you can't fall through. Um, but so certification is really critical, Nigel, in all of this. You've got to make sure that that whatever system can actually handle. We had a customer in Bendigo actually ring us about two weeks ago and we turned up to their site and um, uh, spoke to them, I should say, and and they actually said, first thing they said is thank you. You Actually, last week we had a guy fall down the roof and it hit the fall protection and stopped him and saved a life that day. So, you know, it feels pretty good when we hear stories like that. Wow. Um, So they're the things. On commercial roofs, of course, you know, you've got to... Um, you, you've got to get the, the, the system mounted on the roof. You've got to have your perimeter around the, the edge of the roof um, and you've got to protect your skylights. And so different commercial brackets are there for different roof types um, and they have all sorts of different fixing mechanisms, probably too much to get into today. But, but the, suffice to say there are ways of doing that, protecting the perimeter. And also getting the panels onto the roof is another consideration. And so yeah. we've actually, I can announce it here today with you, Nigel, brand oh. off the press, but we're taking on a um, the Australian rights for a panel lifter called Herm. Um, and uh, that panel lifter is made of fiberglass as opposed to metal. And so it doesn't, hasn't, it's not conductive and it's quite light. And so one thing oh. with these very heavy, very large panels nowadays is you want to get them up onto a roof in a really safe way because if you get blown with the wind and you're halfway up a ladder trying to take a you know a very large panel um you know that'll cause serious injury or or death so nowadays um we we feel panel lifters are the way to go Or, or scissor lifts there are a few different options you know around getting panels up to a roof safely but certainly worth you know investing in um a, a lifting mechanism to get the panels onto the roof safely it's an issue I've thought about an awful lot, having carried plenty of panels up on the roof and watched how big they've got and uh, had a few near misses as a um, as a reckless part-timer. 
if I'm honest. Um, so I, I hear, and I'm, I'm glad to hear another panel lift has been in the mar- coming into the market. There have been a few around. They're, they're not cheap um, historically, and it's, it, I'd love to see some innovation in that space and watch carefully with a few products uh, overseas that have been bouncing around. So I'm, gl- I'm glad, to, glad to hear you've got something new coming out. Uh, everyone can check out uh, your website for all the, all the options. And I was looking at your website today and looking at this vast array of different products for different applications so that's cool um we we better go to a break in a second but i i mean the the other part about this that always gets me is uh, i know from experience that you know um one of the biggest challenges is actually setting the safety gear up itself right there's a lot of risk uh and and typically that specialists who come in like when they did the gutters on my place uh we had scaffolding um put in and there were a bunch of specialty scaffolders come in and built the thing and had it all set up before the before the gutter guys came in how have you guys addressed this issue so you know the there's uh, scaffolding is a different technology to edge protection right so we we actually think edge protection is about 40% cheaper than scaffolding by the way um, so the the edge protection um, provides the essentially it's to stop people falling off the roof, right? It's yeah. but if you're doing a long build over six months, like a new home build, generally speaking, yeah. scaffolding makes a lot of sense because you're walking around mm-hmm. on the scaffolding and, and you you know you're using it for that purpose. So I think it's a, a solar installers generally are, are um, getting to a site, putting it on a on a on a roof, sort of one day to three days, and, and then they they get off. So scaffolding can take a lot of time to to set up, uh, and also at the moment everyone's so busy that actually just getting a scaffolder to your site can be really <laughs> difficult. So right, the right. proposition from our point of view is is buy the gear, own it yourself, and put it up yourself. And we've actually spent a lot of money and a lot of time um, on a uh, a virtual reality learning. Um, Station, so people can actually train their teams online with a full virtual reality environment uh, before they actually go to site and get them trained up. So that's called the Learning Hub. Uh, we, we spent twenty five grand building that this year, and, and it's really worth it because it means you can hand over the, the technology. So that's the no. difference for me between SCAF and say a, a fall protection product. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Good conversation, really, really valuable. Let's keep everyone safe, but uh, we've been having a good chat, so it's time for a short break and to hear a word from our sponsors. Solar Juice is Australia's leading solar distributor, providing complete residential and commercial rooftop solar component solutions. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Like their panel brands, REC, Hyundai, Trina and Longy, they're inverters, SMA, Fronius and Sungro, along with the Tesla Powerwall battery. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let SolarJuice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business is also brought to you by Solar Analytics. From just $40 a year, Solar Analytics can help solar owners save an extra $400 by recommending the ideal energy plan. Solar Analytics, it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au. Uh, welcome back, and please do support our sponsors and help us keep the wheels turning here at GSB. Don't forget to give us a like and a share and share the show with your friends. Uh, never a day goes by when I'm out at an event or something that someone doesn't say, I'm listening to the show. Keep going. So good on you. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in and listening every two weeks. So let's, I always like to try to wrap the show up, Eric, by you know starting to project ourselves forward. And you've given me a couple of really good clues because – 
you know, one of the things that, um, if I go right back to actually to episode two, uh, when I had Martin Green, Dr. Martin Green from the University of New South Wales on, we were talking about the projections for uh, lower cost solar. Uh, he made a public projection about solar reaching 10 cents a watt. We're not going to get there this year, but we'll get there uh, in the near future. And in fact, he even went so bold as to suggest 5 cents a watt was possible. Um, with the new government that we've got and the new ambition that they've set, we can clearly see a surge coming, um, uh, which is a whole nother challenge around employment and everything else. Um, so, you know, we've got uh, a surge in demand uh, that's already happening. We've got a bigger surge that's coming to meet the requirements that the government has set. Uh, we've got um, solar panels getting bigger all the time, as you mentioned, Eric. So, you know, do you what do you see coming in the next year or two or three, even three, around regulation and safety requirements? Do you, I mean, are we are they going to get tougher? Are they is, is it going to get harder to do this stuff, or is it going to get easier? Well, I think I think they, it's going to get tougher is the answer because they're going to be more consistent. They're going to what they always do is learn from each other, right? All the different states. So, and there are definitely states that are leading the way. Um, I mean, New South Wales, for example, has a thousand dollar rebate now on all safety gear. So, if you're living in New South Wales, listening to this, then you can access a, a rebate. You know, and so they're doing interesting things like that to help drive the market um, in, in this sort of thing. And I and I think that's what will happen is the states inevitably start talking to each other and, and they figure out the best approach here. And inevitably, um, you know, this is going to be a top priority for WorkSafe in the next couple of years from my point of view. Uh, but yeah. beyond that, I, I just think do it because it's the right thing to do and do it because you can actually help the marketing of your solar company. And, and solar has always been very competitive. And for me, if you're out selling solar and you're not talking about the way you install and the safety and the and, and the things that you do that are that are de-risking the whole thing, well, then you're missing something really from my point of view. So, um, yeah, there's and there's new technology coming to market all the time that makes it easier to actually have fall protection or working at height safety. Um, and, and so what our plan is to really be a kind of a one-stop shop, you know, and a bit like, you know, in the old gold mining industry, there were the people selling the shovels. That's kind of our, our view of the world, right? We're, we're the ones supplying the gear. So, you know, but we're looking at new technology all the time and there's um, amazing stuff coming to market in the next couple of years um, that will really support the industry in terms of um you know, robotic lifters and all sorts of things coming through. So as as the regulations increase, I think so will the tech to support the industry to do this in an efficient way because we've got to be efficient with it all, right? Um, well, you're so right. And and there's some great, great issues that you've touched on there. And, and you know, sort of heading to my next question there was, you know, what's coming? But, you know, to hear the talk of, uh, of robotics, I mean, that's something inevitable that um, – uh, we see we see in large scale stuff already, um, and you know I, I can see it not being too far away that that could maybe start to become affordable in the in the residential or at least the small uh, commercial rooftop space. So that that's good to hear, and you know we're also you know starting to see some hopefully some innovation and and some great pricing on things like uh, lifters and various other technology, which is which is also a great thing. So you know I, I'm 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 with you, man. I, I think there's a there's an opportunity here. It's a, Rooftop safety should not be a barrier. It should be an opportunity, but it should be a minimum standard that everybody in the industry is applying to. And the, and the great thing is if everyone starts doing it, then it's not 
uh, it's not a cost impost. It's not a it's not a, a barrier to competitive competitiveness. It's um, it's a minimum standard that everyone meets and everyone does, uh, just like is happening in Victoria. And I think, like we have seen so often in solar, you know, when one state demonstrates something can work and work well, like we've seen in Victoria around. Uh, rooftop inspections and audits and the requirements for safety equipment uh, that keeps people safe, that'll flow on into the other states. And I think what's clear is that as the surge builds over the next few years to meet all the requirements of the uh, 43% renewable target, uh, these kinds of things are going to become more and more common. So, and and just lastly, to to wrap up, although you're not directly involved solar nowadays, I, I know you keep a close eye on things. What's yep. your read, and especially sitting on sitting a little bit on the outside nowadays? What's your read on our industry, and where do you think it's going to head over the next year or two? Are you bullish or sheepish? No, no, I'm I'm bullish, and I'm bullish for a few reasons. I think um, that well, so as you know, I've been driving electric cars for a decade now, and um, I, I think uh, EVs are going to come and they're going to come in a really big way in the next few years. I mean, it's interesting. It's about 2% of Australian sales, but, you know, New Zealand, I think, over the ditch is about 10% now. So we, it's not going to take much once we get a bit of availability for EVs yep. to really take on, and particularly with high petrol prices. And, of course, we've got high power prices, which tend to drive the market as well. So I think, I think businesses and uh, consumers generally are looking for solutions um, the biggest thing for me that, that should come will be financial innovation on how to fund this stuff because the economics always for years now have made sense, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, I've, I've actually recently joined the board of the Sustainable Australia Fund, uh, Nigel. And so, you know, nowadays, um, for me, if you can crack the code on financing, particularly between tenants and landlords, which is what those guys do, um, uh-huh. I think that's a really big upside. And so for me, there'll be a lot of financial innovation in how to make this stuff affordable. Um, you know, here at SiteTech, we spend $15,000 a month on diesel. Um, and so I can't wait. Honestly, I cannot wait to put electric trucks in the driveway and a big solar system on the roof. And so I think companies, <laughs> from my point of view, are going to be looking at these holistic solutions to how do they approach reducing their energy bill, becoming more efficient, becoming more sustainable, all at the same time. And so companies that succeed are going to be the ones that think beyond just a single product mindset and come up with solution selling. And how, how do we help you drop your energy bill, but at the same time make you money um, and finance it in such a way that you can fund some of this stuff over now 15 years and you're ahead from day one. And so I, I personally think... Um, but, you know, there's a big space to play there around getting businesses ready for that, um, finding financial outcomes, solutions that are cash positive, you know, from, from day one. And then there'll be lots of new tech, or there always is, right, every few years, new, new panels, bigger panels. Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, from my perspective, um, I had this discussion with someone the other day that said, you know, are you negative or positive on climate change? I actually said, I think we've got the solutions. We've just got to... Um, financially bring that bring that to life and and bring enable it um, financially. So that's the next phase for me is is probably the EV market combined with uh, business solutions around that and these and some financial innovation. I think is is coming. So I'm super excited. I think I think um, with the new Labor government, there's also a real you know will now to see this through. And uh, so you know, gear up. Let's get let's get let's make it happen. 
Yeah, well, maybe maybe you'll be maybe you haven't finished in solo yet, Eric. Maybe you'll be back. <laughs> uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the on the show again. Uh, but sadly, we're out of time. Thanks for uh, thanks so much for joining us, Eric. Hey, great to be with you again, Nige. Good to chat. Good on you, mate. Well, friends, that's a wrap. My name is Nigel Morris. I'm head of business development at Solar Analytics. I hope you picked up some tips on how to build a great solar business and how to stay safe. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Great Solar Business was brought to you by Solar Juice, Australia's leading solar distributor. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let Solar Juice help you become a great solar business. Great Solar Business was also brought to you by Solar Analytics. You can now offer Solar Analytics from just $40 per year by connecting it directly to Fronius and SunGrow inverters. No additional hardware required, just extra value. Solar Analytics, it's different. Learn more at solaranalytics.com.au.